What's happening, friends? Welcome to Wednesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Hey, I saw some news here that the Tennessee Titans, the NFL team here where we live, is looking for an announcer, Raymundo. Let's go. Did you know this? Uh, my wife had tagged something in Twitter about it, and yeah, being a new job that's wide open if you live in Nashville, I saw it. Wait, so why don't you go apply for this? I would love to. It does seem like a little bit of a time commitment. Um, Sunday, yes, you would be an NFL announcer. Yeah! But at the same time, I feel like it's not just the football game that's three hours. There's probably two hours of prep work, two hours afterwards. It ends up being a full-time shift on a Sunday. Do I have that? I, I just I don't know the answer to that. Okay, well, if you don't know the answer, you don't you don't want to do it. No, I do want to do it. I've always wanted to be a, an announcer at a professional sporting event. And then fans vote. And you don't think we could vote you into this thing? But if you don't have the heart, if all I hear are excuses right now, we don't work on Sunday. You got this. No, I, I would. I did it at the collegiate level. I would be very good at it. I, I know I would dominate it. So the question of me being good at it definitely isn't a question, but I just don't know. I, I need to ask them the exact hours. Here's Okay. If you have to ask the exact hours, it's not for you. I, I guess I'm kind of bummed out here. I thought you would want to do it regardless of, of, of what it meant. You want me to give you a little trial run or what? No, I know you're good enough for it, but you don't have the heart. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, I, you, you can hear it. it. You can hear I, it, Ray. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the hours. I don't know. You don't have the heart. Um, okay. Here's a clip of their former announcer, mm. Mike Duke Donegan. Here you go. On the two-yard line. Touchdown, Titans! Number 22! You, you, you want to try that? I mean, I know you don't really have the heart to do it professionally. <laughs> no, I do have the heart. Trust me. I would crush this. You guys know I would. All right, hit the song. Let's okay. Song there. Give you guys a little trial run of it. Let's go. Okay. Hey, hey, if you have time, Ray, I don't know if you have time That's to true. do this. That's true. That's true. Funny. All right, here we go. <laughs> I'll do you guys a little 15 seconder. Go ahead. Yeah, it's Tennessee! All right, we're across from Broadway. People getting drunk. Look oh. at the Cumberland. Look okay, at hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> You're not doing a radio remote. It's not like you're at a bar asking people to come to the bar. You're calling a game. Yeah, I guess I got the wrong feel for that one. (laughs) It's like, you know, 10 hills back to pass, that kind of thing. Or a touchdown, you know, after the after they actually score. Okay, yeah, because it's not even really a play-by-play right. play thing. It's not play-by-play. Yeah. It's not. That's not. But like Tannehill to Derrick Henry. There we go. Touchdown. That kind of thing. I can do that one. All right, go again. That's a touchdown. Tannehill. Oh my gosh, Tannehill, Derrick Henry, put your beers up, Nashville. Dude, that's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Come on. But he doesn't have time for he it. He doesn't have it. Yeah. He doesn't work on Sunday. He's like, I don't know if I have the time for a shift. <laughs> like, this is, to me, I feel like dream. this is his dream job. It's a dream. It's a dream. I just, uh, with the Bobby Bone Show, I really don't want to overcommit. Oh my, your boss is right here telling you I'm the one time. telling you to do it. They have Thursday night games. Okay. Suck it up, Buttercup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're Monday night games. I'm working 90 hours a week <laughs> over here. Yeah, Bones, you didn't have to do radio shows and Dancing with the Stars at the same time, did you? I had to do you? crap. I huh. did it all. What about American Idol and your no. radio show? Did you do that at the same no. time? No. I don't get it. Okay, Raymundo, if you want to do it, Chase It Down will help you. Otherwise, I'm really disappointed. I'm starting the show off on a sour <laughs> note. <here. laughs> 
Come on. They're wow. good. You know what time it is. Time to open up that world famous mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hey, Bobby Bones. Here goes. While my husband of eight years and two kids was undergoing open heart triple bypass surgery, I had his phone in my possession. A woman texted him something that was clearly about work, but I glanced above and saw that many messages and conversations were flirty above that. No. She seems to be a customer of his business, but it wasn't all business talk. It was flirty on his side as well as hers. He works in a predominantly male field, but I just don't think he's talking to all of his customers like this. At one point, he wanted to take her to lunch, and she suggested dinner and drinks. He even texted her, I'm bored, out of the blue. Oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> not good. It really hurt me as I'm on his bedside writing this. It's actually all I can think about. I know the recovery for this surgery is a long process, but I was wondering when is it appropriate to talk to him about this in person. I'm going to help him through this, but I just don't think I can keep it in while I'm caring for him 24-7 without answers. Please help, concerned wife. You got this, Bones. That's a tough one. Real Here, here's tough. the thing. I, I could have been devil's advocate for all of it up till I'm bored. <laughs> it was the I'm bored where it's it like is, next it is. level? It is. I, I could have said, hey, mm. in sales, you're trying to create relationships more than actually sell the thing. Yes. The selling thing secondary. Sales is about a relationship, how you and that person vibe, get along, trust, and then you make the sale. But an I'm bored out of the blue is a little more than selling a product. That would concern me. Just being honest, the I'm bored concerns me. The rest of it, the dinner, the drinks, that happens. Could be part of work. It absolutely could be. But the I'm bored that makes me struggle. Now, he's going through open-heart surgery. Yes. I don't think he's in a condition right now to talk about it. I think it's going to be hard to compartmentalize this, but I think you're going to have to do it. So how long does she wait? Well, I think it's how, how well he does. You know, I think it's when he finally feels like he's back on his feet and he can start thinking about work again, I think that is the cue for you to ask about work again. It hurts to not be able to talk about it right now with him. And I think the end is when he's ready to go back in. It's like, okay, I want to start thinking about work. Okay, speaking of work, this happened. Can you please talk about this? Now, if you said that to him and he croaks over because he had a heart attack, that ain't on me. <laughs> but I think that's probably the spot when you bring it up, when he's starting to feel healthy enough to start to get back to thinking about or doing work. Now, I'm a dude. Morgan, I'm going to call you in on this one. Okay. He texts her on, just what stuck out to you from that email? Well, I mean, just listening to the whole story, there's no doubt that it's emotional cheating. There, There's emotional cheating and there's physical cheating. And emotional cheating is definitely what he's doing. He's seeking comfort elsewhere than his wife who's caring for him. I don't know if she can wait that long because I have a feeling it's going to build up and it's going to get a lot worse And it's instead of just having a conversation. So part of me says you open the door and be like, hey... Right now, he just had a surgery. Like, he's yeah. got to get help. Oh, okay. I know, but just feel like... You're going to kill him. Yeah. You're going to kill him. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to yell at him, you know? Compose yourself. Your emotions are are tucked away a little bit, but just be like, hey, I saw this on your phone. Can you tell me your side of this? And then after he shares his side, she can take that and 
you know, deal with that those next few weeks. And then maybe when he's back on his feet and she's like, okay, well, I can't do this anymore. That's when she does that. I feel like you could have a conversation now. You're going to kill him. Well, if he gets his heart rate up, it means he's doing something really bad. You got to have the conversation sooner than later, though, because, I mean, he... You call it emotional cheating, but really he's at an early stage of, of something that could be really, really bad. So it's not but over. He's not going to do it right now when he's coming out of surgery. Well, No, well, I mean, uh, who knows what kind of relationship they have. But I think they need to – this is a good indication of, for, for whoever wrote this email to say like, hey, I'm catching this early. Luckily, don't know how this all happened, but I caught it early and we can have a conversation and he can be done with whatever he's trying to do. Well, I, for me, if you're really worried about his health – you wait till he starts to go back to work. It's a, it's an end. However, Morgan wants you to kill him immediately. <laughs> so as, as soon as they pull him out of surgery, you shake him and wake him up. <laughs> what is this? As soon as he wakes up, we all agree that there needs to be a conversation. Um, that's our that those are our feelings. Well, that stinks. It's a tough situation. Hopefully, he does have a real story. Hopefully, he does have an, a legitimate excuse. He won't probably, but maybe. I hate to write him off right now. The guy's middle of a heart surgery. Yeah. Thank you for your email. That's our advice. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Morgan, if they want to email us, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. Bobby Bones Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Chris Stapleton started out his career as a songwriter, and he shared the favorite song of his that was recorded by another artist. It's George Strait with Love's Gonna Make It All Right. Here's a clip. shared what he's trying to teach his kids and how their first family road trip went. Got to see the Salt Flats in Utah, got to go up to Glacier National Park and Yellowstone National Park and and for me I just I want my kids to really enjoy being outside with their mom and dad. I want them to enjoy hiking with us and camping with us and, and fishing with us and and I want them to watch their mom and dad be actively outdoor people and and just just full of life and and, and really just uh, having that heart of adventure. Tim McGraw talks about songs he'd cover if he ever made a cover album. I'd probably put Eagles number one on my list or my favorite music of all time. Because to me, certainly now, a lot of their stuff's really country. I mean, Lion Eyes is a country smash right now. If somebody was cutting that song, if it was a newly written song today. But gosh, how do you cover an Eagles song? I mean, there was an Eagles album that was covered by country music. And that was right when I started in the business. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. <laughs> It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A few months ago, Raj and Joel had never met, but now they are connected for life because of a kidney transplant. Raj, 13, was diagnosed last October with stage 5 kidney disease, and he desperately needed a new kidney. His family was on a mission to find his 1 in 100,000 match. They went to social media. They drove around, put it on trucks. They put it in the newspaper. It worked. An article about the Tampa teen caught Joel's eye, and he was like, well, let me see. He goes, he gets tested. He's 28 years old. Boom, he's a match. Three weeks ago, he donated his kidney to a total stranger, a kid who was 13 years old. They play video games together. They're both recovering from surgery right now. He said, Raj, you need a kidney? I have two. He only needed one. A couple weeks worth of recovery seems pretty worth it. What a great story. Wow, that is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. 
All right, this video is going viral right now where someone pranked a McDonald's drive-thru worker and the worker got so mad, she threw the drink into the car and slammed her window shut. So I'll play you her getting mad and then I want to see if you can identify what pushed her to throw the drink into the car. (laughs) Remember, this is the worker throwing the drink in the car. There used to be uh, like a YouTube bit. What would they yell? Fire in the hole. And they would throw the drink back in. (laughs) So dumb. It was so dumb and so mean. But this is kind of the opposite. Okay, here is the clip. You're not getting your drink. Go. Oh, what did she say before that? You're not gonna. You're get- not getting your drink. Okay. Go. But here it is. Any- here it is again. You're not getting your drink. Go. Mm. She threw it in the car. Okay. <laughs> what happened? A. They scared her with a clown mask. B. The driver was drunk and tried to climb through the drive-through window. C. They honked their horn. Or D. The person in the back seat was mooning them. So which one happened? <laughs> Eddie, it made her throw the drink into the car. I am thinking that they scared her with a clown mask. Okay. Lunchbox? Gotta be the mooning. Gotta uh, be. The, ans- the answer is the customer honked their horn. Here's the answer. Throw one. <laughs> You're not getting your drink. Go. Now that seems a little extreme yeah, on her part. That what do they say? Escalated quickly. Like there was that's there's no buildup on that. They just honked the horn. Yes, that wasn't a nice thing to do. But I don't know that you throw a drink into the car huh. because someone honked the horn. Uh, you hear the person beep in the car right as she's about to hand him the drink, and boom, she throws <laughs> it in there. Just thought it was a hilarious piece of audio I wanted to play this morning. Oh, no, thank you. That's great. Let's go over and now speaking of food and do food world. It's time for Food World, num num num, with Morgan number two. So I have the list of America's most popular foods. Now, does it have to come from America, or is it just food that we in American, we Americans love the most? It's just the ones we love the most. I don't think all of these are from us, so I think they're just the ones we love the most. Okay, Eddie, you're up first. What do you think is number one? Um, I mean, I'm gonna go with a hamburger, a cheeseburger. Oh, not pizza? You're a big pizza guy. I don't think that's from us. I mean, I know no, no, we no, like no. it. It's just, it's just America is what we like. It, it's not from America. I mean, she just, I just asked her that question. <laughs> I know, but my, my mind immediately went to a cheeseburger. Okay, oh. lunchbox, pizza, you bones. Hmm. I just thought you would go pizza and take that off the board. Does that throw you off? A little bit. Because I thought about going hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go? So Mexican I was trying food. to get you to. Yeah, I was trying to get you to go back to pizza so then I can have hamburger. <laughs> Sorry, it didn't roll out that way. Um, I mean, taco. I'll go with tacos. Okay. Well, only one of y'all's made the list oh. of the top five. Okay, what's number five? Okay. Fried chicken. Oh, that's good. that's good. Yeah. Number four? Grilled cheese. Huh. Solid. Number three is hamburgers. Yeah. <laughs> number number two, two, french fries. And? Number one is mashed potatoes. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're all like, huh. Yeah, none of y'all well, got excited. Why is, why, how, how can that be? It's just the one that we all love. And for whatever reason, this study shows that we really love potatoes and in the form of mash. You know, maybe it's because it's at Thanksgiving and I don't know. It's well, like a comfort Maybe fix. too, we get it with a lot of meals and it's just a, what do we eat the most? Because nobody's putting mashed potatoes on their list of favorite foods as number one, two, or three. But you may have it more than any other food because it goes with practically everything. You have it with steak. You have it with shrimp. 
we have what tacos. I just started listing foods. <laughs> that was Food World with Morgan number two. Nom, nom, nom. It is time for the hardest trivia game on the radio. It's only one question. It's never going to get it. Up for grabs, a $50 gas gift card. On the phone is Sam in South Dakota. Sam, how are you? I am wonderful. How are you, Bobby? Really good. Thank you so much for listening and for calling in. Have you ever heard the game Never Gonna Get It Before? No. Okay. You must not listen that much, but we'll move on. Because <laughs> we play hey, it all the hey, time. we'll move on. <laughs> okay, Sam, I'll ask uh, the, the room here a question, and if any of them get it, well, you get to choose if they get it or don't get it, right? Yep. I, either one out of all four of them get it, and that's a win, or none of them. And that's what you choose. You got, does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> You're still confused. You know what? <laughs> Let's just see how the question goes. Here we go. 38% of Americans claim they never do this on social media. But 10% of them do. What is it? Hmm. 38% of Americans claim they never do this on social media. However, 10% of them do. Got it. Never going to get it. So here's how it's going to work, Sam. If you think any of these four, Lunchbox, Eddie, Morgan number two, or Raymundo get it, you say yes, they'll get it. And if any of them get it, you win. Or if you go, I don't think any of them are going to get it, you say no. And if they don't, you win. It's all up to you, Sam. Okay. Do you think they get it, yes or no? It's a simple one. I think at least somebody will get it, yeah. Okay. Now, I'll give you a chance to get it, though. If you get it, Sam, you it, you win Im- immediately. Oh, cool. Sam, what do you think okay. it is? <laughs> troll somebody? Troll someone. Okay, we'll leave that there, and if it's the very end, we'll go to troll someone if you know, the rest of the show hasn't got it. That came to my mind. That oh. came to my mind. All right, 38% of Americans claim they never do this on social media. What is it? Lunchbox got it right last week. We're going to hold him till last. Raymundo. R negative. Excuse me? R negative. If they say they're not, they're always positive, but they still oh, do. Oh, R, like A-R-E. Uh, are, they're R, they are negative. Uh, yes. That was blood type. that one. I was like, yeah. <laughs> blood type. That's incorrect. Morgan. I'm going between two. It's post a thirst trap or go on like a rant, talk politics. What's a thirst trap? Will you explain to Eddie what a thirst trap is? Like somebody posts a really sexual photo of themselves oh, to get people to like it. Got get it. likes. Because they're thirsty. Yeah. Yeah, thirsty for compliments. Got it. Oh. Go on a rant about politics. A political rant. Yeah. It's a good guess, and it is wrong. Dang. Ooh. 38% of Americans claim they never do this on social media, but 10% of them actually do. Eddie? Like I said, I thought about trolling, because there are trolls out there, and people that troll don't think that they troll, but they do. But that's not what I went with. I went with post pictures of their food. People are like, why do you post pictures of your food? That's ridiculous. But then once in a while, they're like, this plate looks really good. I'm going to take a picture of that. I'm going to hold off on telling you if that's right. All right. Yeah, that's (laughs) what I'm talking about. Lunchbox, what do you have? Man, once Eddie said his, I was like, that's really good. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. But it's not right. What? The right answer is check an X page. You go and look at an ex. No, everybody says, oh, I don't care what my ex is doing. I don't care what my ex is doing. But guess what? 10% of those people of that 38% go over there and check on X. Yeah, check Lunchbox the X. Got, Lunchbox got his right last time. Check yeah. the X. I don't know that anyone's ever got two in a row right in the history of never going to get it. Are you going to tell him if you got it right right now? 
Hey, Sam, I'll let you... If you want to go, never mind. I don't think they're going to get it. You can do that now. Or do you want to stay with them? No, I want to stay with them. Which one do you feel is better, the food or... And listen, neither one of them may be Eddie. right. You think she Eddie and the it. food. Yep. Wow, you don't like check the X? No. Okay, well. Sam's probably never checked the X. She but probably has. She still wins, though, Lunchbox, if you win. That's right. And that, and if you do, you owe me tw- half the gift card. Okay, well. <laughs> you can do the half. It's 25, dude. Since you think Eddie is right, come on. Eddie will go to you. Come on, let's go. Let's go. You know, these people are like, ah, oh, food pictures are so dumb. Uh, hold on, that's a good taco. Posting pictures of their food is. Let's go! Wrong. What? Ha! How do you like that? What's her name? Sam. Sam? Sam, you better come take back now. Get it right. You better be like, woo woo. Again, no one. Oh, if you're right, I, I, I will support you and I will cheer. No one in the history of this game has ever gotten two in a row. Right? <laughs> Let's go. Hey, records are meant to be broken, folks. That's why we do it. That's why we keep the stats. 38% of Americans claim they never do this on social media, but 10% actually do. They check that X. The answer is. Check the X. <laughs> check the X. Hashtag it. Check the X. Put it on a T-shirt. Let's go. The answer is. Look up an X. <laughs> Say stock the X. I didn't even put check the X. I came up with that off the dome. Check the X. <laughs> Sam, what would you like to say to Lunchbox? So, as much as Lunchbox is not one of my favorite people, he has given me two of the best days so far of the year. One was when he lost football trivia on my birthday. Okay. <laughs> when he's helping me win my thirty dollars gift card. Thank you, Lunchbox. There he is. Wow. You gave her her two best days. Good job, Lunchbox. I mean, she had to take a stab like that after I just won or something. I mean, dang, we don't talk about that day. All right, Sam. Hey, you win. Hey, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for listening. Thank and you for having me. Yeah, wow. What a, what a day. What a, Hey, great job. Two in a row. Got to be feels, proud of yourself. I there. feel really good. When you look yourself in the mirror tonight, be like, I did that. I'm starting <laughs> to make it in life. Yeah. Mike, he didn't see these, did he? No. Okay. He's just great. That is, it is what it is. All right. Thank you, Sam. By the way, you have won a $50 marathon gas gift card. Nice job, Lunchbox. Here's Amy's pile of stories. All right. I'm in for Amy. Let's start with Levi's. They say we've entered a new denim cycle where skinny jeans are out and wide legs are in. Ooh. I know a couple weeks ago, Caitlin had told Amy this. She was like, hey. In case you're wondering, you're going to buy new pants. No more skinny jeans for girls. It's wide legs at this point. And Amy was like, oh, good to know. Now, for guys, it's not exactly the same. We can still be skinny-ish. Trust me, I've been talking to the experts about this. <laughs> I don't want to sure. show, Well, I don't want to show up on American Idol in like the skinniest of jeans and be on <laughs> Perez Hilton like, look at this idiot. Uh, so, but skinny jeans over, wide leg jeans in. Morgan, your thoughts? Oh, I'm still wearing skinny jeans. I don't care. I do not like wide-legged pants. They're like, if you're wearing cowboy boots, they work, but I they don't look good on me. I look like I put on like 100 pounds. I did see a woman walking in like some big wide-leg mom jeans, but she was like 30. And I thought, that's I like that look because I want to wear that look. I want to be, I want all clothes to be comfortable. <laughs> like, let's stop this form-fitting stuff, period. 
So wider the better. Uh, also in the news, two-thirds of couples think sleeping in the same bed is ideal, but that's right, only two-thirds of couples. Now, I want to play a clip of Lunchbox snoring just to remind you guys. Oh, boy. Well, you brought it to the show. You're right, but I forgot about it. Here is a clip of Lunchbox snoring as recorded by his wife. Go ahead. If you weren't getting sleep and you were like feeling sick all the time because someone was snoring like this, keeping you awake, I would say, yeah, sleep in a different bedroom. Sleep in a different room if you have to, if it's about health and getting enough sleep. The update, Lunchbox, are you still sleeping in a separate room because of your snoring? Uh, no, we're back together. About four days later, I went to her and I was like, hey, give me a second chance. <laughs> and so she moved her pillow and blanket back upstairs and she slept through the night and I guess my snoring is gone because she has been sleeping by my side since then. So we are back together in the bed, snuggled up, negative naked. What? I, uh, what? Oh my you gosh. Get just Why the heat? Oh. Okay, so anyway, snoring, <laughs> kicking, screaming, talking, all these things that wake up your partner are reasons to sleep in a separate bed. Screaming? Also, is that a thing? <laughs> you never wake up like this? <laughs> ah! No. <laughs> Night terrors? Huh. Never had a night terror? No. Okay. Uh, also, Americans are suffering from password anxiety. It's a real thing. Over the past month, the average American has been locked out of 10 online accounts because of a forgotten password. This ever happened to you, Eddie? Yes. Yes. It happened to you recently, too. Well, I couldn't get in my DraftKings. I had to call Eddie and be like, hey, dude, we <laughs> log in. And then Eddie tried to log in and it locked me out for a week. <laughs> yeah, no good. And, and then I had to call DraftKings myself with my hat in my hand to be like, hey, man, uh, <laughs> I can't remember my password. And they're like, well, what happened? I was like, well, I was trying to get my buddy to log in. And they were like, what? So, but yes, that is correct. Uh, personal email, bank account, utility bill accounts, all up there on the list. I do, somewhere in my life, have a secret page of all my passwords. Ooh, is it a physical page or a digital page? I shall not share because yeah. this is like, if you find this one document, you have found my whole life. Oh, boy. I don't think LifeLock would be happy for me that I have this printed out somewhere. <laughs> or that you're telling everyone right but now. But I have every password known to man. That I have all printed out there, but yes, except for DraftKings, obviously, <laughs> because I couldn't get in. Uh, here's the latest company you can get a nice little bonus from for getting vaccinated. Between now and May 15th, get a free Sam Adams beer for getting vaccinated. Hey, Your thoughts, Eddie? Your I thoughts. love that. Can we have that same policy here? You can get a free Sam Adams from Sam Adams here. I have no... <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. I love that. Like as soon as I got my vaccine, I went to Krispy Kreme, got my free donut. You did. Yeah, it's a great feeling. And love then my my wife was like, "Well, now that you have your vaccine card, I wonder if you can get one every day and just get one for the kids because that'll save us money." Lunchbox, are you still going every day? Yeah, I go by every day. I mean, it's right by the kids' daycare, so I roll through the drive-through and just hey, free donut every single day. Half the time, I don't even eat it. But why would you get it if you don't eat it? it makes that's no what sense. I don't understand. Well, because it's free. No, no, I get it, but if you're not going to eat it, what's the use? Well, what's the use is to take advantage of something they're giving away for free. Let's just show them, hey, you're <laughs> going to take them up on their offer. Don't even, Bones, just let it go. You don't okay. want them to feel left out like, oh, you forgot about me, so you go by and get the donut. More people are booking cruises now than they did before the pandemic. Raimundo, didn't you invest like a couple hundred bucks in a cruise company? Yeah, I did uh, Carnival and Royal Caribbean, both of them, and... I believe it's Carnival that went threefold and Royal Caribbean went twofold, so I made money on both. Wait, do you have the money yet? 
Uh, well, I kept it in the in there. There's no reason to cash out. It's long-term investment. That's how you make money in this world. Sure, but you haven't made money. You only make money when you pull the money out. Because it could still go down today, then you didn't make money. True, but I, I think, uh, I mean, people are going to start booking the cruises left and right. It's going to go even more higher, and I'll be more rich then. <laughs> wow, okay. Between Cameo and him putting a couple hundred bucks on Carnival Cruise. He's loaded. Raymundo's <laughs> coming in with a diamond grill. Ding! Uh, finally, a family in San Francisco with two kids is hiring three nannies. Let me say it again. A family in San Francisco <laughs> with two kids is hiring three nannies for $100,000 per each nanny. Jeez Louise. Crazy. That's a lot of money. And why do they need three nannies for two kids? I would assume if they have to nanny overnight, like just to be there, the anonymous families list have 50 pointers as requirements and qualifications for the role. During their shifts, they'd be expected to cook, clean, craft, and ferry the children wherever they need to go, including while the family travels to their various residences across the country for up to 10 weeks per year. The Guardian will be there to support every aspect of the children's social and intellectual development in the form of game activities and organizational projects. Huh, sounds like a parent. I don't... Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that sounds like what parents do every day. I mean, that's some significant money. I don't know what you normally pay a nanny, but I bet it ain't that. It's $100,000 a year, health insurance, paid vacation and sick days, wow. annual bonuses, 12-hour shift Monday to Friday and weekends. That's a big paying nanny job right there. That's the pile of stories. Thank you, guys. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. This is crazy. So 13-year-old Caden is watching TikTok, and this kid is going live uh, riding a four-wheeler. He's doing some tricks here and there. Next thing you know, in the live video, the screen goes blank. It looks like he wrecked or something. And so Caden's still watching 800 miles away and going, uh, what's happening? What's going on? And he hears a voice, which is the kid that was on the four-wheeler saying, uh, call this number, one, one. Wow. And he starts saying a phone number. So then Caden gets his phone, calls the number that he hears, and it ends up being the kid the kid on the four-wheeler's grandmother. So he calls him and says, uh, I think your grandson is trapped. Uh, oh you need to call the police gosh. and go help him. Sure enough, police went, and uh, he's he was okay, thanks to Caden, watching on TikTok. I would think it was a prank. And then you call, it's like, hey, buy my album. I'm 12. <laughs> but it's worth that risk if it's just yeah. a prank. It's wow, cool. good for that kid. That's a crazy story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Got a voicemail last night that will help me with the morning corny. Here we go. Good morning, Bobby in studio. I just have a really funny morning corny since we know Amy's still going to be out. What did the right lung say to the left lung? We belong together. I hope you guys have a wonderful day, and we're all praying and thinking about you, Amy. Have a good one, guys. There you go. Thank you for that. I have talked to Amy uh, almost every single day. Her dad passed away, in case you're new to the show. Uh, she should be back either late Monday or early Tuesday in the show. So that's what we know as of right now. Amy will be back next week. And I, for one, cannot wait for her to be back because I'm tired of carrying the morning corny here. It's just so <laughs> awkward when I read it and nobody cares. I'm going to approach it differently with Amy. Like, I'm going to be her biggest fan after this. Let's go with the morning corny. The morning corny. All right, I've got three of them because now I just figure it's a, it's a, it's a quantity game. Number three. Did you know milk is the fastest liquid on earth, Eddie? 
Uh, no, I did not know that, Bones. It's pasteurized before you even see it. <laughs> pasteurized. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Got it? Yeah, no, I got it. I got it. All right, all right, all right. Uh, the next one. What did the socks say to the pants? What did the socks say to the pants? Sup, britches. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good one. I love that one. Lunchbox, you like that one? That's actually funny. <laughs> all right, all right. You get it? Like, no, sup, britches. Sup, britches. <laughs> sup, my britches. You get it, Eddie? Like, no, I get it. Of course I do. Uh, the camera went over to Morgan, and she did not No, that Did you see that? I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> yeah, no, she had her head down. Like, I did not like that one. All right, last one up. Uh, what do you call a jungle cat that needs hearing aids? What do you call a jungle cat that needs hearing aids? A deaf leopard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor oh. some sure. <laughs> All right, there you go. Those are my jokes, britches. <laughs> that was the morning corny. Which one were you working on? Because before we came on, you're like, oh, I got, I got to perfect this. Well, one. The, well, I read it and then I, I punched it up. It said, "What do you call an old cougar that needs hearing aids?" And I was like, "A cougar and a leopard aren't the same thing." No, they're not. And so I changed old cougar to a jungle cat. Same joke, same punch. Dang, that's what a comedian does. Well, no, that's what. I, no. <laughs> I was over here, I was whittling away on this joke, and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm punching up a joke for the corny. <laughs> I'm like, Bones, relax, it's just a corny. But see, an old cougar, though, and it's not the same thing as a leopard. You're right, it helped the joke a lot. Yeah. I got a text from Mike D this morning, and it said, this sounds like something Eddie would do. Here's the story. A woman was shocked to find out that her husband was selling off the healthy lunches that she was preparing for him daily and buying fast food from his office canteen instead. <laughs> The so, hus- so the, the h- wife was making this healthy food and he just sold it to get the real junk food that he wanted? Yes. But it also sounds like something a nine-year-old would do at school. That's what I thought. I think my kids would do it more than me. The husband mostly purchased fast food for lunch while planning to purchase their dream home. His wife calculated that the fast food lunches cost them more than $274 oh. a month. So they said, okay, what if we make the lunch at home? We'll save money. And you're also eating homemade healthier stuff. And that was going until the guy was like, this is for the birds. <laughs> and then started selling it to people that work and buying fast food himself. You know what? I don't hate it. Let me no. tell you why. Because they only changed this out because of them wanting to save money. And if they were saving money and he's still getting his fast food, everybody wins. That's it. That's what I thought, too. I mean, this is a win-win situation for them. But it does sound like something an eight-year-old would do, not a grown man. <laughs> All right, now it's time for... Because I just read so many of these today. A segment called, What's Wrong With People? What's What's Wrong wrong With People? people? All right, up first, a woman tried to buy gift cards at Dollar General using a fake $1 million bill. First of all, (sighs) who in the world would think that that's a real bill? Right? There's no such thing. There's no such thing. It's not like a fake hundred where you're still probably not going to be able to pull it off. Oh, boy. It's a fake bill of a bill that doesn't even exist. Hey, Bones, unless we're wrong, is there a million dollar bill? I don't know. Now I'm worried. I don't think Maybe, so. Okay. A woman went to Dollar General in Maryville, Tennessee last week and tried to buy a bunch of gift cards using a oh. fake $1 million bill. I mean, obviously it's fake. I'm being told now the U.S. has never made a $1 million bill. There we go. She told the cops she got it from church and she got off with a warning. She also can't go back to the store. Mm. A representative said on April 5th, Two women tried to buy several gift cards with a counterfeit $1 million bill. I would argue it's not a counterfeit bill. Because what is it counterfeit of? It doesn't exist. (laughs) Of course you would argue that. 
I'm just saying it's not it's not fake because one doesn't exist. They've been told they can't come back to the store. What's wrong with people? What's, What's wrong, wrong with people? people? All right, finally. No, secondly, a former Instagram model threatened to blow up a plane after demanding a glass of wine. Hannah Lee Pearson, 31, was charged over the dramatic mid-flight disturbance. She admitted a charge of disorderly behavior and one of disruptive conduct towards a crew member. There were 72 other passengers on the flight. They started to do food and beverage service. She said, hey, let me get a, a glass of wine. They said, well, your ticket does not cover the wine. She said, well, I don't really want to buy one. They said, well, you have to buy one from the menu, though. So then she said, I don't give a blank. Give me the blank and wine. Then she stood up and yelled, I'll blank and get it myself. Give me the blank and wine. Then she called the attendant a B word. As she tried to leave her seat, the crew managed to divert her into a vacant row of seats. They held her there. And then she grabbed a crew member's arm, squeezed it tight, and then also said she was going to blow up the plane. Oh, boy. I don't know how she was going to blow up the plane. I don't know. She, she wasn't. She just yelled that. I know, but <laughs> I don't. Like, what was the threat, right? Unless you're holding up like one of those Roadrunner bombs with the fuse coming out of it. <laughs> it says TNT on it. Yeah, I'm just not going to believe it. But and she's sounds like she's already drunk. Right? Acting like that on a plane? Mm-hmm. And you're, you're yelling at people, screaming at people. It sounds like you're already on something or drunk. Uh, that's number two. What's wrong with people? What's, What's wrong, wrong with people? people? Here's the final one. A furious aunt turns down a wedding invitation because she did not get a plus one and returns her RSVP with an angry message scrawled on it. A woman's aunt has been left furious after her partner was not invited to the wedding. The aunt had been dating her partner, Uncle Danny, for about two years. The bride-to-be said COVID restrictions meant she had to have less guests. Aunt Edith rejected the invitation, (laughs) wrote a mean note on it, and called it rude and hurtful. The COVID does throw a wrinkle into it, right? But if you're with someone for two years, that's pretty tight. You know, we had to make these decisions about our wedding where unless you have a, sig- a super significant other right now, you don't get a plus one. You can't, you're not going to get a plus one and then you get this time from now to find somebody. Does that make sense? Yeah. Did that's you- like 50 bucks for food for somebody that may not even exist yet. Right. Did you have to make any of these cuts? What do you mean? Like, uh, did you have to t- get rid of a plus one because of that situation for your wedding? Well, for example, I'd have to get rid of one, but Morgan didn't get a plus one. Were you offended by that, Morgan? I mean, no, I don't have anybody to take really anyway. So oh, also, wow. but, <laughs> but I, I also just wouldn't, I wouldn't normally bring somebody to a wedding anyway, unless I had been dating them for a year, because most of the times those weddings are people close in my life and I don't want them to meet a random person anyway. I don't know. We're planning on having a pretty cool wedding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Morgan didn't get a plus one. Um, like Hillary, Abby didn't get a plus one, but they don't have significant others. Right. But see, in this situation with Uncle Danny, like they've been together, him and Edith. Uncle Danny to- would have been invited for sure. Right. That's what I think. Yes. yes. But again, that's COVID restrictions. Ours are not, because we're so late in the summer that we feel like it's going to be everybody go have a party. Let's go. You know? Um, also there was another story and I'll do a, I'll do two in a row about weddings. About the, uh, there was a big fight because they didn't allow kids at the wedding. Mm. Anybody see this story in the news? No. Well, you know, some weddings, they just, who here didn't have kids at their wedding? I didn't have kids at my wedding. I didn't have kids. We're not having kids either. Yeah, not allowed. I take that back. We do have a few kids. If you're in the wedding, you get to be a kid that is at the wedding. 
Perfect. Does that make sense? Because Caitlin has junior bridesmaids, whatever that is. And we have people that are, you know, walking down the aisle doing stuff like flower people. I'm not sure what's going on here. So let me get this straight. If I'm in the wedding, I can bring my kids is what you're saying. No, no, no. Your kids are not in the wedding. They oh. do not come. Oh, oh, but, oh. So not if you're in the wedding, right. you can bring the kids your kids. have to be in the wedding. I mean, I almost called my wife right now. So get the kids ready. We're going to the wedding. The story is a couple's no-kid wedding led a groom's three sisters to being kicked out. Now, listen, <laughs> if you show up and you don't really know, I don't think there's a reason to have to kick people out. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know what the drama was before them anyway, but I wondered on this show how we felt about no-kid wedding. Sounds like you guys have all had them, huh? Nah, kids are, kids are annoying, and if you're trying to be like a serious and everyone like you know be quiet during the ceremony, you don't bring kids because kids are just going to mess all that up. Yeah, my cousin, I said no kids to the wedding, and my cousin flew from Arizona, brought her kid <laughs> to the wedding at the church, but then she didn't go to the reception, and I asked her parents why. She goes, oh, you know, it's a no-kid wedding. I'm like, well, she already brought the kid to the, the main part of the wedding, and so she just sat in her hotel room. There was a baby that cried during Ray's wedding. Yeah, that was the nephew. My sister shouldn't have brought the one-year-old. He uh, <laughs> was definitely not allowed. <laughs> All right. Well, He almost ran up to the altar, didn't he? Yeah, dude, honestly, he was going rogue, and it probably shouldn't even have happened like that, but we made it through. There's a bunch of that there, so we'll just end on this. What's wrong with people? What's, what's wrong, wrong with people? people? The story made me think about Lunchbox. Lunchbox, what's your biggest fear? Dying and snakes. And especially dying by snake? Oh, dying by snake <laughs> would probably be the worst thing in the world. Uh-huh. Uh, well, a motorist, that's what it describes him as a motorist, had a lucky escape after spotting one of the world's deadliest snakes pop its head out of her car's glove box. Oh. <laughs> you hear that? That's me wrecking my car. She was driving down down the highway. She saw a 1.5 meter long red-bellied black snake. Despite being just inches away from the deadly reptile, the woman calmly pulled over to the side of of the road and trapped the snake underneath the bag. Snake catcher Alan Johnson from Alan's Snake and Reptile Relocation rushed (laughs) to the scene, but it took the expert half an hour to remove the venomous reptile. The the snake was finally put back into the woods after 30 minutes of working him out of the vehicle. Back in the woods! How about into the grave? Uh-uh! Bye-bye! I think this guy, though, is a oh. guy who takes animals and puts them back in their habitat. So why are you so scared of snakes? Like, I, where does this come from? I have no idea. Just I, I don't know where it is, but I just can't see... I can't even see them. It just gives me chills. Talking about snakes gives me the chills and the heebie-jeebies and everything else. <laughs> I hate it. Like, I'm telling you... On Survivor, I watch Survivor every week, and whenever they show a clip with a snake, I close my eyes, and my wife has to tell me, okay, it's gone, and I'll open my eyes again. Like, what tra- what childhood trauma made this? I mean, people are afraid of snakes. Everybody's afraid of snakes, some more than others. But, like, what happened that this is the most scary thing to you? No idea. I mean, you want to know how dumb elementary school was? We used to take a field trip to the snake farm. Like how you don't ask the kids, hey, do you want to go to the snake farm? No, you got to go. You had to go to the snake farm because that's where the field trip. And I would sit there and I'd put my hands under my legs and I just would not touch the snakes. And they'd carry them around. Oh, look at this big guy! Yeah, get him away from me. I don't know what it is. I, I've never like had a close encounter where one almost killed me, but I can't stand them. The bullies put a snake in your pants or something? Nope. 
No, no, never, never anything like that. I still remember one of my worst dreams ever was that I was asleep in bed and my mom came running in because I was screaming because snakes were crawling out of everywhere in my dream, out of my nose, my mouth, the walls, my the piggy bank, everything. And I was screaming when my mom came in the room. Never forget it. So something had to have happened for it to be this harsh. You're dreaming about them. Uh, you have to turn your head when they're on a reality show. Ah, uh, like I, I, yeah, I don't know. I never. I'm telling you, I never had a run in with them. But ooh. Okay, well, look at the door right now. Come on in, guys. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Bring in the snake. Guys, hey, remember when you guys made me hold that one? Oh my gosh. We locked lunchbox in a room once. I'm uh, not sure why we did this. Oh, you thought it was funny. Mm, I think he lost a bet or something. Uh, and we locked him in a production room with a snake, and he jumped up on top of the like the recording table and would not uh, come down. But we did some dumb bets back in the day. One time I lost a bet where I had to get drawn naked. Like they had a sketch artist come in, <laughs> and I lost the bet and I had to stand there butt naked while he sketched me. How was and that? Miserable. <laughs> and I had to do the show butt naked while some guy, some, I don't know. <laughs> he is kind of, he, he's kind of odd guy. Would just like sketch me and like looked at me and then <laughs> drew me all the way, like all the way, all the parts and everything. And then at the end drew a green leaf over my special place. What? It was That's the worst so bet to lose. Yeah. Uh, what are you most scared of? Give me one thing around the room. Lunchbox? Snake. Minus heights. Hate him. Can't do it. First episode of my Breaking Bobby Bones is, uh, is heights galore and I almost cried. Um, heights for me. Eddie? I don't know, man. I keep saying this every time. You guys think it's ridiculous. I, an intruder. I'm, I'm just <laughs> terrified of an intruder coming into my house, maybe in the middle of the night, or even I just get home from work and there's someone in my house. Oh, that's what I'm scared of. That's fair. The only argument we ever have back is there are some people not afraid of snakes. Like me, I'm not really that afraid of snakes. A little bit, but not really. Some people not afraid of heights. Everyone's afraid of an intruder. I don't know. I bet if you ask like a UFC fighter, they'd be like, I'm scared of an intruder. No, everybody's scared of an intruder. Everybody. Uh, okay, but Eddie, that is legitimate. Okay, thank you. Raymundo? I got to go with alligators. Um, the <laughs> For whatever reason, they're the most dangerous animal that I'm terrified of. I don't want to go in any mangroves on those boats where you can look at them closely. I still get very, very creeped out by that. Morgan? Oh, it's definitely being, like, strangled by my neck because I have a <laughs> neck phobia. I mean, okay. me too. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, like, that's like in the Eddie category. <laughs> it's like it's definitely being stabbed and having my guts ripped out. Well... You know, well, a lot I, have, of us. I have a neck phobia, and then it just—it's because I don't want to be choked. Like I, I'm a—I'm afraid of being like killed by being choked. Right, when you get in a car, do you look in the back seat and stuff to see if anyone's gonna oh, pop yeah. up? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I, che- I still check under my bed too, and in my closet. <laughs> what do you mean you check in your closet? Like every time I go into my house before I go to bed, <gasps> I check under the bed and in my closet. So for really? an intruder. So but what happened, like <laughs> <laughs> Morgan? What happened in your life where this is a thing? Because my dad, growing up, my room was on, like, the main level, and he would just come and knock on my window and scare the crap out of me all the time. <laughs> so now I live with it that I think somebody's going to come knocking on my windows or come in my house. Did he choke you? No. I don't know where the choking part came in, but I, I do have this fear that somebody's always going to show up at my window. Huh. Melissa Etheridge has a song about that. <laughs> come to my window! <laughs> yeah, Don't listen to that song. Do not stream <laughs> Melissa Etheridge today. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. A man in Georgia was all excited and waiting for his last paycheck from his former employee. He quit, kind of a bad breakup, and he came home and he found 91,500 pennies dumped in his driveway. 
That stinks. Covered in oil. They were gross, so he was trying to count them one by one, one by one. Coinstar heard about it. They showed up, and they said, here, we'll take all those pennies, and they gave him an extra 900 bucks, gave him a clean $1,000, and they donated $1,000 to local animal shelters in his name. I wonder what happened there. I doesn't say, but yeah, that's pretty bad. I wonder who the bad guy is in this. Like I mean, I, I th- honestly, it's pretty funny. They dropped 91,000. I think so. Pin- like, I giggled, too. Like, that's hilarious. But maybe you have to be the bigger person if you're the business. And he actually did earn that money. He did earn it, and they did pay it. Yeah, we're going to go with the, the guy here. We're going to say this guy's a good guy. Yeah. They, they did. I looked at the picture. A bunch of oil pennies in the driveway. <laughs> all right. Uh, shout out, Coinstar. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening, friends? Eddie, what'd you do yesterday? Baseball, baseball. My two kids had two different baseball games. It's starting to get a little crazy with them, too, having two different teams. Yeah, because in basketball, they're on the same team, right? Yes, but they're just at the same, at the different level. I think it cuts at seven, six, and seven. So six has to stay under, seven moves on to the next level. Lunchbox, what'd you do yesterday? I uh, went to the park, took the kids, and let them slide down the slides and swing on the swings and really just be a dad. Really boring. Nothing exciting. <laughs> I see you kind of have some bangs working today. Oh uh, yeah, I haven't had. I've only had haircut, three haircuts in the last year, and so uh, now that I am double vaccinated, I will go get a haircut. But I just have something at the end of this month, so I might as well wait. So you only get want to get one haircut instead of two. Yeah, why get a haircut now and then have to get one in a week and a half? Might as well just wait until the event and boom, cut it and look. What's good. coming up? That's. Uh, creating this haircut scenario oh you know someone asked me to MC a charity event so you know me being a man of the people and the community and giving back in this world i'm gonna go MC a charity event you know when he starts going oh you know well i didn't really want to talk about it <laughs> he's just showing off i love it uh i mentored six of the top 12 from idol that'll be on next sunday night show so i have another six to do today all right let's do the news bobby's big story a meteorologist at KTVE in Eldorado, Arkansas, went off on viewers who were complaining about their shows being interrupted, even though there was a severe tornado warning in the area. Here is a clip of his rant. We're already getting folks that are emailing and calling because we're in the middle of programming, saying if they wanted to watch the weather, they would turn it to another channel. As long as there's a warning in effect for our area, we're going to be on TV. Because if it was your area that was under a tornado warning right now, you would want us on the air informing you. So that's what we're going to do, and we're going to stay on the television. And we've warned folks that, yes, programming is being interrupted, and it stinks. And you know what? We can watch that tomorrow. But we've had this same area just get hit by an EF1 tornado. The people that are complaining about this don't know what it's like to be without because sometimes you only have either like the bunny ears or basic cable because that's all you can afford. And you have to watch the local channel to find the news. It is annoying. But you know what else is even more annoying? A tornado crushing your house and killing you. Oh, that's more annoying, yeah. Yes. Uh, Shout out to Jared Floyd of Eldorado, Arkansas. He's the chief meteorologist for KTVE10. He's on Twitter at Jared Floyd. And according to Twitter, he's also a Cubs fan. I love this guy. <laughs> Another story. Ray, hit me. Bobby's other story. A man has spent 100 days locked in a room on a live stream. He says he'll do it for five years for $5 million as a custom piece of live wall art. Have you heard about this story, Eddie? No, I have not. 
His name is Tim. He has spent the first 100 days of 2021 locked in a shed, live streaming himself 24-7, and he plans to stay there for the rest of the year as a (laughs) stunt to promote this offer. Now, for the right price, he says he will lock himself in an empty room at your place or wherever for five to ten years and fill it with art, art that he creates, all while live stream the whole time. And the artwork, he says is him creating art, and then when he leaves, all that art that he created. So there you go. For five million bucks, you can have him come to your house for five years. Your thoughts? I mean, it sounds crazy, but you know there's some kind of billionaire out there saying, like, why not? Let's just put him in there and see what he creates, right? I just can't believe he'd be willing to give up five years of his life. But he's doing what he loves, which is creating art. And he's he's, he's, he's going to make $5 million. Possibly. He, he Right now he's on Twitch and he's doing this whole thing. You can watch him, but he's looking for five million bucks. Lunchbox, would you lock yourself away in a shed for five million bucks away from your family? For five years? Yeah. No chance. I would go, I would go mentally insane and I would miss my family too much for five years. A year, I'm in. <laughs> a year without seeing your family? A year for a million. Tax-free? I, I don't, I'm not the government. I can't say tax-free. It's a... Um, a year for a million. Yeah, I think I can do it for a million. Okay. Next story up, we'll talk about American Idol for a second, which is where I am now. They just announced that, um, and I've already been with these contestants, but last year, Idol was cut to where we had to go home because of COVID. But 10 of the 20 finalists are coming back and are going to perform on the show on Monday night. They never got a chance to be on the big stage. And then one of them from last season is going to move over to this season. That's cool. Which is really cool. Whenever I came in, because I knew all of them from working with them last season, I told the producers, like, this is the coolest idea that we've done in a long time. So that'll be happening on Monday night next week on American Idol. All right, there you go. That's the news. Bobby's Big Story. The average American adult hasn't made a new friend in five years. Think about this for a second. Have you made a close friend in the past five years? close friend that's a tough one it is tough and as you become an adult you get a little more set in your ways you're also not adventuring out as much meeting as many people i would say yes i have one in the past five years you eddie i would say yes yeah i mean i have one maybe that i met seven years ago here in nashville but but through him i met another person i think that is is a possible good 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 friend like I'm enforcing the rules like a cop. Does it count, man? Does it count? <laughs> hey, it's a game that you started, so you can you can do the rules. Scuba Steve has a story which I wanted to bring up here. Cause Scuba, you tried to make a new friend. When is this? Back in California? This is back when I first moved to Los Angeles. Yes. Okay. So what happened? So you move somewhere new, you try to make some friends. So I went out to some bars, went out to a karaoke bar, and I was vibing with this one dude. Like just we were like we were feeling each other, we were singing songs what? together, having a good time, drinking drinks. <laughs> And then I, I, we stepped outside, had a conversation because it was too loud inside. I felt like a really. It sounds hit it like off. a date, though. I mean, how you're talking about it, it sounds like a date, like you're meeting a girl. But it's almost like you have to court somebody now these days to to make them be your friend. It's not like when you're in high school, it's easy. You're in the class with somebody, you just become friends. But as an adult, it's difficult. How, so when you say you're vibing with this guy, like what does that mean? Like we enjoy the same kind of music. Um, we kind of work in the similar type of industry. Uh, we like the, the similar kind of drinks. Just, we just had the same kind of uh, characteristics that we liked about life. Okay. And so you're vibing with him. And what happens? Vibing with him, get my business card with my phone number on it. And I'm like, hey, man, just hit me up anytime. Phone number, email address, social media is all on there. Let's, let's get together and let's hang out some more. 
and it's like crickets. Like when you go on a date, you feel like you vibe, had a good time, and then just absolutely nothing after that. I reached out to him a couple different times, <laughs> and I started feeling like it was a little stalkerish, but I really wanted a friend. I feel like him and I really got along. So it's like, how do you secure a friendship as an adult? How did that end up turning out for you? Still haven't heard from him. It's been like five years now. Wow, mm. do you think he just didn't like you? I don't. I, I didn't get the impression that way. I felt like we really like hit it off. Like we were supposed to be best friends, but that did, wasn't the case apparently. Maybe he heard you telling this story to somebody else and thought that guy's a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> That's a possibility. Yeah. So he never like hit you back after you reached out to him. Never. I reached out on social. I, did he I, die? I, oh, I hope question. not. Man, that would actually be pretty. That well, look up his social. Yeah, a, a social security number. Oh, no, his you, social media. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It is weird to be an adult and try to make new friends. It is. Because, again, when are we getting out doing new things? We kind of have our own patterns at this point. And unless you work with someone, you're probably not going to be around the similar person unless you have to be. Scuba, I'd like to reach out to this person for you. Okay. Yeah. Maybe rekindle this old friendship. And I would love to book him. Okay. <laughs> A lot of radio shows will do this fake bit called uh, uh, Second Date Update or whatever. Yes, yeah, yeah. And so some are real, some are fake. Um, that being said, we don't fake any prank calls or anything on our show. Lunchbox would just end up going to jail one day for the crap he does. <laughs> <laughs> but th that being said, um, you know, what the bit is people go on a – tell me the bit. I've never done this bit, Scuba. What's the bit on the radio people do? Oh, the, the second date update? Yeah. So basically what it is supposedly is they go on a date and then someone from the other side either didn't get a response – or kind of like me in this in this scenario, and they want to find out from the radio host. They do the phone call for them to figure out what happened in the date and why didn't they reach back out. Okay, can we do second date update with you and this guy? Like, do you can you track him down? Yeah, let me see if I can dig through some contacts on my old phone and like, see if I can find him. Or you can just look up his name on social media, right? I don't remember his name. That's the sad part. Oh, oh, yeah. you weren't oh, vibing that good then. Well, I mean, <laughs> once you ignore me, I kind of just wrote him off. I was like, all right, dude, later. All right, see if you can find him. I'd love to do second date update with you, Scuba Steve. All right, thank you. Let's do it. How humiliating. Scuba's got to go look for a guy to book on the show. <laughs> <laughs> that he didn't want to be friends with. Like, <laughs> yeah, they rejected him uh, completely. Uh, I hope he's alive. Me too. Because <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> we know. Scuba, you were in love. We get it, man. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Hernando County, Florida. A 29-year-old man saw a running ambulance, and he jumped in it, took it, and he tried to go off-roading. Only problem is he got stuck in the mud. <laughs> so then what do you do? Do you just run off and leave it? No. Nah. Or do you keep spinning out until... Police arrived and arrested him. So he was trying to spin it out. Do they always leave ambulances running? Because a lot of the stores, when they get stolen, they are running. Tell you what, when you go to the hospital and it's sitting there in the emergency, outside the emergency room, they're always running. I thought you were about to say, tell you what, I always want to get in one. <laughs> no, I've never thought about stealing an ambulance. But they're always running, you're right. I and guess because they have to be jumped into and taken. Ready to go quick. Because I think cop cars are always running, aren't they? Maybe while the person that is in charge of the vehicle is on the clock, it runs. Mm. I bet somebody could call and give us some, some <laughs> tips on that. I just would never steal one because it's like a sore thumb driving through town. Like, there's a stolen ambulance. You're going to find it pretty quickly. Bright yellow. It's got a lot of lights on it. Because for sure you'd be running the lights. Why still one if you're not running the lights? <laughs> for sure. Like, what's the... You're already going to get in trouble. So, go ahead. Woo! Make people, sp like, part the seas. Wouldn't that be cool if at any time you could push a button in your car? Yes. And everybody just got out of your way. So tempting. Dang. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. A guy dropped his iPhone into a lake. He was paddleboarding. It was recovered a year later. And it still works. 
Really? Yeah. Dropped in the lake a year ago. And there was a drought recently, so it, it dried up that part of the lake. <laughs> That's cool. And it works. Crazy, huh? You've heard people drop like their phone in the toilet and it stops working. They put it on in rice and everything, and it still doesn't work. Maybe that's a couple generations ago. Oh, maybe. Is the iPhone now is just completely waterproof? Like the latest one? What is it? 11, 12? I, what is I tell it? you what, let's spin the wheel and we'll put whoever's iPhone loses. <laughs> no, Lunchbox still has one from like. No, 10 I got years a new ago. one, bro. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm up to date. I, I upgraded. What is that one, Lunchbox? iPhone? No, I know. What's the. <laughs> No, we know it's an iPhone. What what version? Oh, I got that 12 one. Okay. Uh, maybe it's 12S or whatever, 12.5. I don't know. 12.5. <laughs> uh, but I got the I, I got the new one. I, I finally upgraded, and I told you guys, it was like a person getting out of prison, and like the world had passed you by. Like, I didn't know how to use it. It was so crazy. So he could probably put his in water and pull it out. I, did, I still don't want to do that with mine, just because, just in case, you know? You never know. But after a year, the guy's phone still worked. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Mr. Bobby Bones.